Days Part 2. Alright, so the written version of this chapter is in two chapters, but the audio version of this book is is multiple parts. So you have Last Days Part 1 and Part 2, and then you have Last Days Part 2, and this is Part 1 of Part 2. Whatever. Get into it. Here we go. By the time I sent that email to the company, I felt like I was becoming completely unhinged. I'd, I'd lost it at that point, honestly. It was written when I was not in a clear, concise frame of mind. I was angry. I was hurt. I was embarrassed. The original email sent to the school was laced with errors and grammar things that were a true indication of my state of mind at the time. In retrospect, allowing myself to be pushed to that point because of the things that were being said to me by former teachers, students, and parents probably didn't leave me in the best mindset. There were a lot of things that were being said and that were happening to me. I had a lot of folks in my head. And at the end of the day, I felt that I owed my children the truth. And so everything I did was in protection and in pursuant of the truth and protection of them. <clears throat> by prematurely announcing my resignation and by creating the phony narrative, I was communicating with parents, students, and teachers because of the actions of this director. I cannot emphasize this enough, yet and still, it is what it is, and I said what I said. Everything I did was because of what that woman did, sending out that multiple paragraph essay, telling students and, and teachers about my resignation, despite being advised and warned not to do so early, creating not one but two uh, grade-level meetings to discuss my departure and then telling my children that she swore on the Bible. She don't know why I left all of these stupid, egregious, blatant acts of stupidity. Simply because this woman did not want to take accountability for how she treated me, how she allowed me to be treated and her failure to protect me as an employee and as a teacher. And so rather than take responsibility of that, she lied deliberately intentionally to these children and to their parents. She created this narrative. She thought that because I wasn't talking to her, I wasn't going to talk to any of these kids and these families. No, the only people I owe explanations to are these folks because it was these people when I was coming to you and, told, and telling you 
I can't pay my bills. I can't feed myself. I can't get back into work. Do you know who fed me? My parents fed me. My parents invited me into their home. My parents sent food by their children. My grandmamas making sure that I had me uh, a, a plate to eat. It was my parents that was picking me up from work. It was my parents that were dropping me off at work. It was my parents that came to my house to check on me. Uh, how are you doing, Baba? I don't care what that school say to me. They can't tell me who, who I can and cannot talk to. The parents, I didn't owe nobody shit but them and their families and their children. That's why I called them. Most of them people numbers I didn't even have. It was when they called me asking about how I, how I left that I was even able to get into contact with them. Other children, other parents passed my number around out of concern. So this whole narrative that the school tried to create, oh, he's plotting and planning things behind. I am simply responding to the stupid fooly wing, your sorry inept, no thinking ass leadership team. And I use that word light as a feather, as I have this in whole book, has employed. That even in dealing with my grief from these children and dealing with my separation from these kids and dealing with my own personal financial, emotional, and mental breakdown at this point. I am still having to do the work of holding this raggedy-ass school together. Even after I resigned, I still have the responsibility of being responsible for so many of those children's mental, emotional well-being because of how poorly that they were being treated and talked to by this administration. That I was begging these kids and their families, please don't protest. Please go to class. Please get an accurate depiction of where you stand on this test. Y'all already a D school. So you need to know where you stand going into the NWEA. This is not the time. This is what I'm saying to the kids. It's what I'm saying to the parents while these folks is lying on me. So yeah, I sent that email and I got in their ass and I don't regret it. What I do regret and I can't even say I regret it. What I would have done differently is I would have allowed myself not to be. I can't even say that. I can't even say that. I did what I did and I said what I said and I take nothing back and I regret nothing. And things unfolded exactly the way God intended them to do. Because I know that at every chance I went to the director, the assistant director, HR and the district on numerous occasions and said, I need help. I'm burning out. I can't do this. This place is falling apart. We need real leadership. And every time I was ignored and messed with some sorry ass excuse, but we're going to keep moving because I'm only in the first paragraph of this chapter and I'm already fired up. On Wednesday, January 15th, the principal sent out an email to the families. And the email said like, oh, you know, we strive to be a culture, a culture rich school. You know, we're so good with culture that uh, we got our IB authorization in over a month and uh, in less than a month. And, you know, we're asking that you please don't share any correspondence that was sent out. She's talking about the email that I sent about 10 families and I asked them to pass it around to other families. But I also sent that same email to HR. Like, I'm not scared of y'all. I'm not hiding. This is what's going on. I'm email HR. I emailed about 10 parents. So 
The school responded by sending out a message to 600 parents telling them, you know, basically the things that I said in my email about uh, the school being racist and sexist and, 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 and uh, creating a hostile work environment was a false narrative. All right. Never mind you, Baba Eric, by and large, is a major reason of why Kids Community College is an IB authorized school. Those children will tell you that. Those parents will tell you that. If those IB people came back and said one person's name who kept coming up in those meetings, y'all, and this is how God worked. I had four panic attacks before I went into that IB office. I sat in that office next to that sorry ass Sarah Ludlam. The day she, the day after she was terrorizing me with those texts, two days after she was uh, keeping up all that mess with the dance, and I had to sit next to that hoe and tell them I be people, oh, I love working with her. She's the greatest person I've ever worked with. We collaborate all the time. We do it for the children. She's amazing. Lying through my teeth. Praying to God, dumb people don't ask to go through my binder because my binder is a hot damn mess. Let me just go and say that. Now, of course, her binder is perfect. It's overflowing in so much shit. Of course she do. She ain't got number free time on her hand to put this shit together. She ain't teaching. She ain't working. She ain't dealing with no students. Of course she got time to sit at home and put a goddamn bind together while the rest of us is grinding out here. I'm sitting in this IB office with these people just lying through my teeth. That these And while I'm sitting there lying and having and stressing about my binder, these IB consultants are say are these accreditation specialists are saying to me, oh well your name predate your name predate predates you. When I walked in, my name on the paper was Eric Wright, and the guy was like, so you must be Baba Eric. That's how he introduced himself to me. He said you must be Baba Eric. So I didn't know what that meant. I don't know if these you know I don't know. But as the IB consultant is going on, it's very, very clear to me that these children and the administrators and the parents have made it very clear that Baba Eric is my IB experience. That ain't just some shit I'm saying. This was the this is what I was getting from the IB man. And I kid you not. That Friday night. After oh, it was a week later, a week later. No, it may have been that same week. I think it was the same week because the IB authorization. Yes, the IB authorization was Thursday and Friday. Friday night, I had a parent call me and they were saying, you know, I just want to let you know that because if you know anything, if you don't know anything, excuse me, about the IB process, um, it's a multiple step process. It really takes you about three years to become an IB school. Hell of a lot of paperwork, tedious, mundane, silly paperwork that they don't even look at for real, for real. And you have to do an insight visit. They meet with uh, every teacher. They meet with the administrators. They meet with a group of students and they meet with a group of parents. One of the parents that was with that was in that IB parent group, he called me that Friday night and he said, I just want to let you know. That I sat in that parent meeting and those parents had so much positive and good things to say about you and what you have brought to this school and how much you've impacted their children. He said it was one, he didn't, he couldn't tell me who he, but he was like, it was one mother in there who just kept going on and on and on and on about you. And I need you to know how these parents feel about you. This is what a parent told me. I'm saying all of this to say 
that that school is IB because of Eric Chorak Jr., because of my blood and my sweat and my tears. That they can wear that badge proudly because of what I put into those children and because of what I had going on in my classroom and the level of culture that I cultivated with my fake ass position as the dean of culture. That was me. I'm going to sing my praises and I'm going to talk my shit because I did that. Damn two motherfucking letters belong to me. I am IB. God damn it. I know I sound like Lil Richard right now. I'm the best. I'm the creator. I'm the originator. Ain't nobody better than me. But goddamn it, it is what it is. There would be no IBKCC if it wasn't for B-A-B-A-E. Okay. Moving right along. On Wednesday, January 15, 2020, I received a letter via email from the school. January 15th is Martin Luther King's birthday. And keep that in mind, not for this book, but keep that in mind when my second book come out. Because when they sent this cease and desist to me on Martin Luther King's birthday, that's how I knew God was involved. But let me read. All right. The letter says, Dear Mr. Wright, your resignation was tendered and accepted on January 8th, 2020 as your employment was at will, there are no further obligations to you or to the students or staff on behalf of KSC. Bitch, you would goddamn lie. You you thought because you worked behind that office that you didn't have no obligation to those kids. I had, I still was begging children to go to class. I, I had to beg student leaders to go into that school and to motivate those kids to do what they needed to do as best as they could, given the circumstances. That the from Tuesday, January 8th, until I got this letter for a week, I was forced to do the emotional labor of the administration of this job because they handled them so terribly. So the first line of this letter was out of base. Let me keep going. Her letter goes on to say, or the season the the cease and desist goes on to say contacting existing employees, parents, board members, and others with information known to be false and misleading resulting in damage to the reputation of the school. And this company may be a violation of Florida statutes and the terms of your employment as a condition of your employment and post-employment, you agree to comply with the company's non-disclosure and confidentiality policy and to not disparage the school and company in any way. I most certainly did not. I never agreed to any post-employment anything because I resigned effective immediately. I never scheduled an interview. I never had the opportunity to schedule an interview. And when I came back to the school to schedule said interview, the police was called on me. So even if there was some post-employment post agreement to say that I would keep this shit to myself, I didn't have it to sign. Furthermore, if I did sign something saying that I wouldn't disparage y'all, that was only because I didn't know y'all was running a raggedy motherfucking school in that goddamn building. I have an obligation to these kids and to the future of education to say something. And I'm hoping, I'm praying to God that other teachers who have been in my predicament, especially with this raggedy ass plan, y'all got to put us back in these sick ass schools without with this virus going on. I hope enough teachers have enough sense about themselves to say, hell no. I love me too much to keep putting up with this mess. So at the very least, we're going to tell our story. Moving right along.
Disputes related to your employment are subject to the arbitration process to which you agreed as outlined in the company's associated policy manual. I went to HR. First, I went to the director about conflict resolution. Okay. I went to her. She said, I think we need to do a conflict resolution between you and Sarah. Yeah, bitch, you think? She acknowledged that there was a problem. She acknowledged that she was set it up. And then the day upon our return, she did nothing of the sort. So I went to HR. Because now my conflict is with my director who is being indifferent and apathetic to my treatment by this woman. She is favoring this woman clearly over me. She's not stopping it from happening. No, she's not. She's not stopping it from happening to me. And she's allowing it to happen to me. She's not doing it herself, but she's complicit to the person who is. So the conflict resolution policy was never an option for the director. It was an option for me. The second thing about that is that policy manual, again, was online. They would update this thing all the time without telling us. The policies at this job were always changing. That's how they govern. Oh, check the policy manual. Didn't you see the new policy? No, bitch, I didn't. What policy? Oh, it's online. We, we make updates online. Okay, that's fine, but can you let a bitch know? Can you send out an email, a smoke signal, or something so we know? And they will hit you with that all the time. Oh, well, the new policy says what policy? But this is how, this is how black people are governed in white spaces. They create laws and policies, but this is how they've always done black people who present a threat. Our laws and policies and guidelines are specifically created to hinder, impede, regress, or keep us in our place. Bitch, you can't keep me in my place. I'm finna stomp through this motherfucker. My purpose is literally in my name. When I was a little boy, I used to take, I used to take, um, I used to didn't like the name Eric. That's why I used to always, you know, in school, I went by Troy up into college. So anybody who knew me before 18, my family, all my, my cousins, everybody know me as Troy. That's my middle name. I went by Troy. It wasn't until I became an adult, a young man, that I started to go by the name Eric. When I was younger, I used to hate my name. As I got older, I hated my name because I thought it was too white sounding. You know, why I can't be Jamal? Why I can't be, you know, Devante? Why I can't be Jared, you know, Jerry L? Something, something just black. But I started to research the meaning of Eric and Troy. And my name, Eric Troy, literally translates to Eric meaning the ever powerful or full of power. And Troy translating to warrior, foot soldier, conqueror, it's loosely. So in my name, it literally calls for me to be an ever powerful warrior. Every time my name is spoken, Eric Troy, Every time my name is written, Eric Troy, I have a responsibility. Now, some people can look at that and say, oh, that's a bit vain. That's your damn business. 
I didn't ask for the name. I just got it. Now that I have it and I know what it means, I have a responsibility to walk through it and to it. Let me keep going. The audio book is really where it's at. Y'all need to let the people know. The written version is, is the T, but the audio version is the goddamn barbecue, honey. This is where it's at. This is as honest and as open as I've ever been in any project. But as I've said in other chapters, I'm not holding my tongue for anybody else. And if what I'm saying is offensive to you, then by all means, find something else to do. Moving on. Going back to the letter. Cease and desist from the school. January 15th. Meanwhile, you are to cease and desist. That whole put cease and desist in, in all caps. You are to cease and desist. All contact with kids, community, charter school, students, parents, employees, and affiliate in pursuit of any efforts to harass, slander, defame, or otherwise interfere with the school business relations. I was told to cease and desist talking to my students and my parents and my former friends. That if I did, I would be violating Florida statutes. This isn't even the worst part of this. This is, this is the part that pissed me off. You are to stop talking to, to the students. You are to stop talking to teachers. You are to stop talking to parents. I'm a grown ass man. I don't know who y'all think y'all talking to. And I don't know who y'all think y'all scaring. When I tell y'all, when this cease and desist letter came to my email that morning, I called my best friend I, and, and, and I, I read it to her. Oh, I sent it to her and let her read it. And she said, oh, they mad at you. Oh, they you going to get a lawyer? You going to do this, child? I'm not going to get no lawyer. Number one, them people is broke. The last thing they want to do is go to court. Despite all that, let me, let me be very clear to any teacher who was afraid of taking a school to court. Don't be scared of them broke bitches. Don't be scared of them. If anything, particularly if there's some wrongdoing and illegalities going on in that school, if you don't have a lawyer, that's fine. You get your ass in front of that judge and you put the burden of him or her being a public servant on them. So now, judge, that you know what the hell going on in that school, now you have a responsibility to do something about it. It's not about right or wrong or, or suing. I don't believe in suing schools. I don't believe schools are matters for law. I believe schools are matters for the community. That those who go to the school, the parents, the community members, the businesses that support it, they are the governing body. That they determine what works and doesn't work for the school. Those people most impacted by it. That's not a radical idea. That's common fucking sense. You are also to cease and desist divulging or using any company obtained information or any other company owned work product, particularly any student information subject to privacy laws. I did nothing of the sort. Again, this is all legal jargon. This is all, oh, we're going to throw everything we have to scare him. Y'all dealing with a real nigga. I just told you my name is Ever Powerful Warrior. I was born for war. This ain't shit to me. And your little words don't mean shit to me. I ain't scared of your lawyer or your court. That's how I felt January 15th. That's how I feel in July, baby. One scared then, ain't scared now. Let me keep going. I have never, this is me responding. Let me be clear. I have never used school equipment or company email to gather contact information at that point. I turned in my company computer before I left. 
They revoked access to my email and county website just hours after I resigned. So everywhere you see where I say like receipts, book, or email, text messages, I have a record of it or they have a record of it. So if, if a lawyer did or if a judge really wanted to get involved, baby, they're going to have to go. We're we going to go all the way. All right, let me keep reading there. Let me keep reading their letter. Now, this is the part that pissed me off. They said you must cease using contact information for parents obtained through your employment. The principles of professional conduct for the education profession in Florida should be considered regarding the appropriateness of your communications with former staff and students, disparaging former colleagues and or other conduct specifically prohibited by these principles. Conduct, conduct, violative of these principles and any interference with your former student's learning environment is being reported for review by the Education Practices Commission along with the communications you have sent to employees, board members, and parents. This raggedy 10 cent, give me nine cent back, dollar days, I'm trying not to cuss. This raggedy motherfucking institution done put me through hell, high water, and hell again for two years. They have played with my money. They have played with my mental health. They have disrespected me. They have disregarded me. They have unappreciated me. They have lied to me. They have misled me. They have deceived me. They have hurt me, humiliated me, embarrassed me. Put me through all of this. And the way you end our relationship is not only are you to not talk to your parents, your students, your former teachers, but we are going to forward the email you sent to the principles of professional conduct for the education profession in Florida. We're going to make sure that you never teach again. Or we're going to try damn sure to ensure it's damn hard. Now the joke is on her, bitch. I ain't never had no teaching license. And when I read that, y'all, when I tell y'all I laughed, I said, oh, she coming after my teaching license. Oh, well, she really going to be in. Had she done her real research like a, a lawyer, then what she would have seen was that nigga ain't got no license. Show the fuck don't. I've been educating and liberating children for 13 years without nobody's piece of paper. The only thing I'm on with are my two degrees from Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University. Fuck all this other dumb shit y'all got going on. I've been curtailing and skating and taught in two states, done taught fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade without nobody's motherfucking teaching license. So you can have it. It wasn't the fact that you was going after a license that didn't exist. It was the fact that if I had one, that you would forward my correspondence without context or explanation to where it was coming from or why. I'm sending a report. This thing that I'm reading to y'all is, is going to the Florida Department of Education. And the reason why is because that stupid bitch put that one fucking sentence in there. If they would have left this out, 
I wouldn't have to send my report to the Florida Department of Education, to the Office of Civil Rights, to the U.S. Department of Education. I wouldn't have to do that. I wouldn't have to send this to, uh, well, I'm not going to put all, I'm not, I wouldn't have to get in their ass the way I had to get in their ass. But what you're not going to do is you're not going to uh, 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 attempt to attack what God has called me to do. This is when I say I knew that I was getting ready for war because this shit came on Martin Luther King's birthday. And when I write my memoir, when I release my memoir in September, you all have a more understanding of why the, the spirit of King resonates with me and how he's always resonated with me since I was a child. So this was just another way of God saying to me, get ready. Moving right along. Going back to their letter, judgment exercise to use, establish, and maintain personal relationships with parents and students is furtherance of this conduct and will also be subject to review. Again, the narrative that they are trying to create is that I'm causing or I'm attempting to cause some type of harm or danger to these kids. Let me be clear. I don't give a fuck what these laws say. And this is the difference between a teacher and a baba. Okay? As a baba, you are part of these families. You are an extension of these children's families. So the responsibility and obligation goes more than just what these raggedy ass laws say. This is why it's so important for black people to make education work for us. This is why it's so important for uh, black people to build educational institutions and systems and functions that support the whole learning of the whole African child. Now, that may sound like some hotel hillbilly hill shit or bullshit if you don't know nothing about how black children learn and how they achieve. At the end of the day, this system, as is, this five-day-a-week, 40-hour-a-week, eight-to-four, five-subject, seven, or uh, seven-subject, seven-period shit we got going, this is not conducive of children's learning. And as much as we want to cling to this shit, just like we had to get rid of memo back in the day, well, there wasn't in my day, probably some of y'all grandmama's days and your great-grandmama's days, when you used to have to sit in the corner, when you ain't do what you're supposed to do, so the principal will make you put on a hat that said dunce. Y'all ever seen that? You see stuff like that. When you do that, at the time, it was appropriate. At some point, somebody suggested, you know, we probably shouldn't, uh, publicly sham children like this. And I bet you everybody was like, oh my God, what well, what would we do? Oh my God, this is our only classroom management. Nobody wants to be the dunce, but you know what they had to do? Figure that shit out. You had to come up with another way of managing your classroom than effectively traumatizing a child for the rest of their natural ass life because you don't know how to tell a child to shut, sit down and be quiet and do their work. So they had to create another way to manage classrooms. Public shamming wasn't it. It's the same thing when it comes to educating our children. We can't do this shit based on their models no more. It don't work. The books don't apply to us. The training doesn't apply to us. It takes a village. Let me get back to this. Back to the letter. Upon your separation from the organization, you air concerns related to your colleagues and students. Yet, during your tenure, you were also obligated to follow any procedures and mandatory reporting requirements with your concerns. You opted to take a different approach in relaying your concerns. 
I came to this lady who gave me this raggedy ass letter. I came to her with my concerns several times. And she told me several times, I can't get involved. What do you mean you can't get involved? You are a district member. This is a school. On the other side of your wall are little people who are at danger because of the raggedy ass leadership that your boss has put in place. And you were telling me and those white women are telling me, oh, don't talk to the boss. Don't tell him if you have an issue, if you absolutely have an issue. Go to the lawyer. I'm going to the lawyer and the lawyer is saying to me, oh, I want to I don't want to be involved. You don't want to be involved because your children aren't at da in danger. Because when your children were in danger and we got that raggedy ass D, you slid your children right about this motherfucker. Very quietly. And left these other people's children at danger. You didn't care that them children had five science teachers in two years. You didn't care that those children had classroom doors that could not lock and a front door that could not lock and a cafeteria door that could not lock. You didn't care that those children were exposed to all types of foolishness because they won your, because your kids weren't in danger no more. Because you had the power and the authority and the wherewithal and the influence to move your child into our sister school that had a waiting list. But you want to fix your raggedy ass mouth to say to me that I didn't air my concerns, bitch, when there are emails CC to you that you responded to. And your response to my email was, hey, could you please not send this to my personal email? Oh, no, I'm going to make sure you get this bitch since you can't respond to your personal I mean your work email because it was the lawyer that I went to the only reason that those title nine investigations got investigated was because I went to the lawyer I emailed her to her personal email and I cc'd the director and the assistant director and said hey this is getting out of hand only then was something done so when this woman and when anybody say that I didn't properly air my concerns or I didn't follow the chain of command or I didn't do what I was supposed to do, they are some raggedy, bald-faced, nappy-headed liars. All of them. They some goddamn liars. But I'm going to keep going. Your decision to separate from the company, however, did not remove any obligation to investigate those concerns. The concerns she's talking about are all those teachers that, that I said were doing things to my students. As such, the mischaracterization of any events as alleged in your January communication is reckless and contrary to the care and concern you claim for students. Well, it's reckless and it's contrary to my care, but then... The director is going to eventually admit to every claim I lay out in that letter I sent them. The director is going to admit to them in a letter in a in a later letter she sends to parents. We ain't got there yet. So this woman is telling me the things you're saying that happened to this school are not true, and we're gonna but we're gonna investigate them anyway. Who, who's going to do the investigation? Is the director going to investigate herself? I'm telling you the director is, is the threat against the kids. I'm telling you that she's a part of the problem. I'm telling you that she ignored the threats to these children and she ignored the threats to me and have been ignoring them. She's the problem. So who's going to investigate? Are you going to bring your ass around this wall and actually put yourself to work? No. Is the boss man going to do it? No. 
his ass too busy sitting on the, on the computer playing fantasy football. We'll come back to him. Y'all, when I tell y'all, he is the raggediest, sorriest, goddamn, most ignorant, stupidest goddamn man in the goddamn school. And I mean every word of it. And I hope he hit. And if I ever had the opportunity to say it to his face, I'm going to look him in his face and say, Tim Kilpatrick. God gave you the opportunity to have not one, not two, not three, but four institutions to educate black children. And you fucked it up. That he gave you the same responsibility that he gave Booker T. Washington, that he gave Mary McLeod Bethune. He allowed your ignorant, stupid ass to walk in the same light as them. To do for the culture what those people did and you fucked it up. And not only did you fucked it up, but you hurt black children on the way. So now I got to get in your ass. Because it wasn't personal then. But when you harm black children... You got a goddamn war on your hands. Again, baby, Eric Troy, ever-powerful warrior. It's in my name. Moving right along. So the school sent that letter January 15th. All right? This was a Wednesday. So I knew, because remember at this point, I'm still open to coming back. But at this point, I'm like, these niggas is done with me. I know that. I've hurt their feelings. I done called their company raggedy. I done, I done put them on Front Street blast. You know, egos are hurt right now. But Baba Eric was hurt. I was hurt. And the, the, the thing about this that hurts was, or that, that, that one of the things about this that hurts is there was a member in the district office who considered herself my mentor. She would, you know, if you ever need anything, come to me. And I would come to her and I would tell her the things that were going on in this school. And her position was always watch your tone, watch your delivery. Be mindful. Everybody wanted me to believe that I was next in line or that I was being groomed to be the director or to be a director. I want to be very clear. I don't know if I've said this earlier. I'm going to say it again. I never, ever, ever wanted to be in charge of that raggedy ass school. Despite how threatened those white women may have felt, despite how threatened those district officials may have felt, despite how threatened Tim Kilpatrick's silly ass may have felt, that school was too dysfunctional and that company was too dysfunctional for me to come in there and call myself a director to clean that shit up. The only way I could run that company, I would literally have to be the superintendent so that I could wash that shit clean. I had no interest of being anybody's director in that company. But everybody, including this district member, they would say things like, you know, you just got to play the game. You just got to uh, 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 know your role and wait your turn. Wait my turn for what? Do y'all really think I'm interested in running this raggedy motherfucker? No, because I see what y'all put these women through. Every time this, every time the superintendent come around, the goddamn director start bojangling her ass from one end of the school to another. Oh yes, sir. Yeah, everything's good, sir. Oh yes, sir. Everything's good, sir. We looking at her like, what the hell is wrong with you? 
Tell that man the truth. Don't none of these computers work. These children ain't learning shit. Teachers are pissed off. Y'all in more meetings than y'all are in our classrooms. We can't get the support that we need. And Baba Eric, by and large, is your guidance counselor, your assistant director, your director, and he's teaching eight classes. Tell the fucking truth. I knew this day I will not be invited back to KCC. But I also knew that I had to go say bye to my babies. And so the next day, I prayed about it. I looked for the school's iPad because I, I had an iPad that the, the school had issued me. Um, that I never used, but I brought it home. So I, I found the iPad, the charger. I found a few teacher lesson plan, like resource books that I still had. Um, I put them in a bin and I made up my mind that tomorrow, Friday, I was going in that school to get my things. I was going in that school to schedule, you know, schedule my exit interview. Um, nowhere in that letter did it ever say to me, you are banned from campus. Now, did it say you are to cease talking with students, parents, this, that, and the other? Yes. But nowhere in that letter did it specifically say, don't come on our campus. If you come on our campus, we're going to call the police. I still had shit to do on that campus, and they knew that. I still had to turn in receipts. I still had to go collect my things. I still had business, exit interviews. Like There were still things to be done. So nowhere in that letter... And it actually, if anything, in the letter, it says, you know, go through arbitration. And if you need to go through arbitration, contact the lawyer. We'll do it. Nowhere does it say, don't come to the school. You're not. Uh, now, I'm not. Don't believe I'm, I'm so silly to, to not know that it wouldn't be a situation. I knew it would be a situation. What I did not anticipate was how bad the situation would be. Part two, coming soon.